Iron Bay Coffee Company, uh, Toledo. Here, check us out. This is the number one best coffee on the planet. I get the Fierce. The Fierce blend is the best. It's world's strongest coffee. Forget what that other company says because they have nothing on this. Look at the gift you brought to the show. Absolutely. Amazing. Yep. I like it. You want to welcome everybody to the show? Yeah, absolutely. We're going to talk hard. We're going to talk about some hard shit. Some shit that might rub you the wrong way, but that's kind of the whole point. Because we feel like it needs to be talked about, and no one wants to talk about it yet. So we're going to talk about it. Welcome to Talk Hard Radio. My name is Marty Norman, and this is... Brian Gordon. Brian Gordon. Welcome to episode... Dos. Welcome Dos. to episode... Two. Dos! All right. First and foremost, we are not doctors. These are just opinions. I don't want to get sued by anybody. I don't really have anything, but you, I, you get the point. We're you not can't doctors. Get blood don't, out of, don't take this personally. You don't can't take get blood this. out of a turnip, this brother. Is just opinions, not medical advice. But I'm intrigued um, already. I mean, some, you got to say this kind of stuff, right? Because people are people. But this is what's today. leading me into what I'd like to talk about today, and that is the victim mentality. Ooh, it is a it is a thing nowadays. It is more than a thing. I'm seeing a pretty severe pattern of a victim mentality where we have now made the victim on a pedestal. Yeah, whether you're listening, watching, subscribing, downloading, we appreciate you all. This is all about you guys, and we appreciate your support. So I have this different view on death, right? Um, I have a different view than most people that I that have came across in my life, and the way that I see it, you know, uh, uh, Christian society or or people, God fearing people, they their whole existence is to get to the other life, to get to the afterlife, to 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 do good here so they can get to the afterlife, and and yet when somebody dies, uh, it's such it's it's you know I get it, man. People die, and it's it's heartbreaking. It hurts. It's tragic at times. It's it's absolutely tragic in a lot of cases. Um, but if you're a Christian, which I'm not saying I am or I'm not, then this should be something that's celebrated as far as I'm concerned. Like, I don't want, when I die, I don't want people to be mourning and crying and say, not that anybody would. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, I want, I, want to be, I want a party. I want a huge party, you know. Uh, I want people to celebrate my life, and I like that term, uh, life celebration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or, that's, I've seen that a lot in... I you know, like a lot that. of funerals. I think that's great. I think that's a great idea. Don't be crying because I'm I'm gone, man. <laughs> you know, I've lived this life and all the pain and sorrow and, and all the stuff that comes with this life, you know. And I and I'm moving on to the next thing, whatever that may be. But what you see when somebody dies is people come out of the woodwork with how this death has affected them. With you know, oh, you know, it's it's all about poor me at that time. You that's, know? that's what I'm talking about. It's just victim it, mentality. That's it's, what I'm it's saying. It's getting old. Like the spiral effect of victim mentality is nothing but negative. And when you allow yourself to focus on negative, that's all you see. And not only that, when a society is seemingly building up the hero in, in being a victim, you know, it, it's going, like you said, it's trending. I don't know. I think it's the downfall. It is. Like we have lots of. We talked about the eighth place trophy last week, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? And how, and I believe that was the start of the downfall of America, if you will. You know what I mean? And, and this is just another, a further cause of said effect, right? Absolutely. You know, when we make anything that trends, man, and I, I like, you know, Gary Vee talks about it a lot. Like, let's make, well, we, we talk about in recovery. Let's make recovery the epidemic instead of drug addiction, right? right. So we, we flip it. And, and, and Gary Vee talks a lot about um, mental health and, and finding ways to look on the positive side and uh, taking ownership in your stuff and, and just like, you know, taking the time to, to feel it and to move forward with it. That's the most important step in anything in your life. It's like it, if it could be tragic, feel it, move forward. Right. Right. If it's if it's great and it's wonderful and it's something, feel it, move forward. Right. Right. And what's next? You know, and <clears throat> I think if more people talked about, you know, that, OK, moving forward, what are we going to do? I, for me, I know I know for a fact that everything in life is perspective. And when you got a, a society and all these companies pushing that the perspective of negativity and victim mentality is is the way to go the trending thing let's everybody do it let's uh, you know most people 
don't feel they're a victim until it's just like with mental health. Like yep. nobody knows they have mental health problems. And then all of a sudden a doctor comes in and says, Oh, you got this, this, and this. And he oh, puts, yeah. a, and he puts all these labels on it here. We're, let's give we're you gonna some, dive into that one too. You know what I mean? Like all of a sudden, Oh shit. I got ADHD. I got, I got bipolar. I got, uh, no, no, you don't. And maybe you do. Maybe some people do. A lot of people do. Don't get me wrong. But 90% of the people, these doctors are diagnosing kids and all these people. So here's what I find fascinating. So I was, I'm I'm listening to this, I believe he's a psychologist. His name's uh, Daniel Amen. I believe it's A-M-E-N. You should look him up. Um, And he speaks about, we don't have a mental health issue. We have a brain health issue. What is actually happening is, well, let's think about it this way. So you go to the doctor because your heart feels funny. What do they do? They put you up an EKG and they, they take all these tests and they actually scan your heart and they look at what's wrong with it. Right. But when you go to a doctor with a brain problem, what do they do? They make you fill out a form, a little questionnaire, and then they give you medication. How is that proper when the brain is one of the most powerful parts of the human body? And complex. Like, huge. So, TBIs, you know, concussions, all these things affect your brain. You know, massive impacts and what you feed your body and what you tell your body to produce based on the things that you're eating, feeding, and, and things that you put in to your mind, such as through TV, through the people around you. Like you talk about, show me your five friends and I'll show you who you are. Right. So all these things are affected by the brain and we call it a mental health problem because now you have mental health issues. You don't just have possibly a brain health issue that you're not eating the right foods. You're not, you know, we talked about dopamine last week and, and dopamine is, I, I was, I was listening to a doctor and, and what she was speaking about was dopamine is something that she believes when it comes to an addict that they just need to try harder for it. It does. It's not that it's not possible. They just have to try harder for it because there, there is the other side of the fence. There are people that have too much dopamine and they can't feel stimulation on any level. So they need to dopamine detox to come down to a different level. And then there are people that are just kind of in the middle. Right. So they have both sides of the fence and I'm not excusing addiction and the way that it happens and the reason that you're so stimulated. It's just understanding the way the brain is working and that you just seem, you just need to work harder. And you're talking about mindset, right? Yeah. And and, and I agree with, to a certain degree on a lot of, you know, to a large degree, actually, because I know for a fact that you can spike dopamine through a lot of other means. Absolutely. You can go to the gym, you can mm-hmm. work out, you have runners, you have uh, people, you know, getting into good situations, people hanging out with their kids. Is connection. This, you know what I mean? Connection. Any, connection with other... Huge dopamine spike. Connection, um, love, being mm-hmm. in love with your uh, significant other and being around, all these different things where you can do this. And I personally have found uh, my dopamine spike because I, I, I know, like I, I suffer from low dopamine, yeah. serotonin, my brain, it's, it's called a chemical imbalance in the brain, right? Due to years of drug addiction, due to years of putting horrible food into my body, doing years of uh, repeated trauma, uh, head injuries, in and out of the hospitals, you know, all different types of reasoning as to why I have a chemical imbalance. Now, do I just say that I have a chemical imbalance and use the victim role and call myself, well, I, have a, I do this because of this? Right. No, I absolutely don't. I see that I have a problem, right? I, I, this is what's going on in my life. This is how my behavior is being. A lot of times I'm aware of it. A lot of times it takes somebody like you, somebody like a brother, right? We call them accountability brothers in, in mm-hmm. the recovery world. I take somebody to show me my problem. Right. Because I, I can't see it sometimes. I can, continue, I, can, I can go around forever pissing people off, stepping on toes, uh, insulting people, and not even know it. Well, it's because you're in this victim space, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're, what we're doing is we're just trying to find something or someone else to blame besides ourselves. That was my whole life. And I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but no matter what ever happens in your life, it's nobody's fault but yours. And I, in my recovery world, I took on this default, default mechanism because mm-hmm. I had played the victim role my whole life. If you grew up like I did, you would... Use drugs. You would behave in the way that I did. 
you know, if you, if you had the, 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 the lifestyle, the home life, the, the, you know, all these different things happen to you, then you would be like me too. Right. So I had that my whole life when I got into recovery this last time. And, um, I really realized that I had to change everything about this, everything that was in here and everything that was in this mind. Right. I, I knew that addiction was not my problem. Like drugs and alcohol, shooting up heroin, yeah, it was a problem in the short in the short game. But what was the long term? What was the long term game? And what was the real problem? And the real problem is underlying core stuff going on within me, and I had this victim mentality that it was always the cops' fault. If the cops wouldn't have pulled me over, like I wouldn't be in jail. Like, right. For real? Like, no. Like, you deserve to be in jail. You're rolling around with with an eight ball of coke on you. You're drinking and driving. You got. You know what I mean? Yeah, I deserve it. But when I got into recovery and I, I really had a, my, I started recovery with a year in the county jail. Mm-hmm. And a county jail is a box, right? So I spent a year in this box and you got a lot of time to think while you're in there. You know what I mean? You get a lot of time and I've been in this county jail so many different times over the years. Same county, same cell block, not the same people, but the same people repeatedly, Right. Uh, so I had a, I had a choice to make and, and that's what it is. I I made a decision that whatever it took, whatever I had to do, I was going to change. So when I got out this time, I was going to be different. Right. So I made a decision that after finding out the drugs and alcohol were not my problem, that I was the real problem. I made a decision to start working on me and the way that I think, and the way that I behaved, and the way that I spoke, and the stuff that I listened to, and, and the, the stuff I partaked in. You know, just a, a simple stuff like being in there and not gambling, not watching TV, not reading fiction books, not, not uh, getting in fights and hustling and all the stuff that you do in, in a county jail. I, I'd made a decision not to partake in any of that, and what that did is it gave me a lot of time, a lot of time to be in here. And so I started working on... On the stuff, and when I got out, I, the victim mentality, I took on this mindset that anything that happened to me didn't happen to me. It happened for me. I had a default mechanism from everything that came at me that it was my fault. And if it's my fault, and this is the mentality that I think all victims, even if you are a victim to something tragedy, tragic, like you can't change that. Let's just be honest. Give me one second. My, my, hold on. My default mechanism was it's my fault. Why is it my fault? Why, do I, why did I take on that? It's my fault. Because I can't change you. I can't change you. I can't change what happened to me. I can't change what they did to me, said to me, thought about me. I can't change any of that. The only thing I can change is how I either react or don't react to it internally and externally. So they call it a default mode network, right? So a lot of I us like through the whole entire, that's like what scientists call it. So as we're going through this whole entire process of life, we have all these things that happen inside of our brain. And what they do is they create, you know, moods, moods, create temperaments, temperaments, create personality traits. And as you're building up this, this lifestyle and, and the reason I'm bringing this whole thing up in, in, in the victim lifestyle that we're in right now is as you go through life and you allow these things to exist in your space, cause you get to choose, Right. Like, Marty, you can be an asshole towards me. I choose whether or not that affects me. Right. That's up to me, right? This whole thing that someone posted one time, you know, sticks and stones may break my bones was like the dumbest thing, you know, but your words will never hurt me. That's the dumbest thing ever because the words do. And I'm like, you're missing the whole point. Yes, for sure. I get to choose like whether or not it hurts. Me. Those words hurt me. Right. I get to choose regardless of whether you're a, a relative, a loved one. Like, I still have to make that decision. Mm-hmm. Am I going to believe what they're saying about me right now and allow that to be true in my space? So you're fat, you're ugly, you're not good enough, you're just like your father, you're, you're never going to be wealthy. These are all things that we are subconsciously programmed into our minds through society. Society allows us this victim space where you know only the one percenters get to be rich and only the elite get to do this and only you know you can uh, never get out of poverty but i see it happen all the time i see people come from poverty to extreme wealth why because they made a decision i'm not going to be the victim anymore. this is not my story right i'm going to move on and everybody in the world gets to make that choice you get to wake up every morning and you get to make one of two choices am i going to go back into my default mode 
which is typically victim. You spend 49.6%, I think the scientists say, of your day. I've done shit I, I like how research. he's got all these uh, statistics. Hell yeah. I mean, I, I don't <laughs> listen to music anymore. I read audiobooks. I mean, read audiobooks because I don't like to read. I listen to other podcasts. Like, I'm deep in this right now. I like it. So you spend 49.6% of your day, 49.6% of your day, typically, in your default mode network. And if everything in your past... Which, which is basically is, your subconscious. Right. right. And okay. if everything that has built you up till now has been negative because you've allowed it because you're playing the victim role because now victim in society is the cool thing to do, so I'm going to play victim, then that's your default mode. If that's half of your day and you wonder why life isn't going anywhere, wake the fuck up mm. because you can choose if you're going to live in that space or if you're going to live in your conscious mind where you're going to notice your default mode when it tries to take over because the brain is wired to try to do the easiest, most efficient route, right? We think 90, 70 to 90,000 thoughts a day, and they're typically all the same. So the brain just wants to be efficient. It wants the easy route. That's, that's the way it's been wired. We need to break that cycle. So that's, that's what we're saying too, I guess. I'm with you on this because I think if anybody's listening to this, they're either one pissed off at you right now. Cool. <laughs> Get pissed, right? Good. Use, your, use, your, use it as fuel. Yeah. Use it as, because I, either that or you're humble enough to say, holy shit, I do run off my subconscious 49.6% of my day. And, my, and if you, I think that's key though. Becoming constantly, consciously aware of your thoughts, right? Of the way that you're speaking, of your body demeanor, of the way that you're sitting, of the way that you're listening, of the way that you're talking, everything. I think that's key. And when you start becoming aware of it, you'll start noticing your default mechanisms, as you call them. Mm -hmm. And you'll start noticing, like, I think that's the only way to change um, the neurological pathways in your mind. Well, you have this really cool thing in your head. It's called the RAS. They call it the RAS, right, okay? This, Reticular this, activating system. It's fucking amazing. It. I've been seriously on this shit. Well, so, well, RAS? Yeah, they call it the RAS, or the Reticular Activating System. Look this shit up. But what it does... I'm going to have to look it up, because it just sprung that shit on me. You know? Is yeah. you, you, you have a thought in your head, and the more you're excited about it, then your Reticular Activating System allows you to focus on it, right? Reticular Activating it's System. It's fucking... Like, okay, when you bought your truck, right? Before you saw your truck. I love my truck. You never really noticed them, and now I'll bet you see them fucking everywhere. I get it, yep. Right? Yep. Because you were excited about it. Because you were so happy about what was going on, that part of your brain activated and said, now I'm going to see them everywhere. And if people don't believe this is real, I want you to try something. Another doctor recommended this. Go looking for hearts. Actively look for hearts There's everywhere. do that. Actively look for hearts everywhere, and you will see them in so many fucking places. It'll it'll make your mind boggle all over your house that you never knew existed before. My wife just does this naturally. It's kind of crazy because she always goes, "Look a heart," and I'm like, "Like where did you see this?" Because I, I don't do that. But then I I tried it where I like actively spent time going. I'm gonna look for hearts. There's a test too that I used to give the guys at the Sherman House too. Uh, was talking about how the brain works and how it functions and how the subconscious is is I don't know eighty some percent of your brain. Mm -hmm. You know your your day. And I told them in the morning. I said uh, you get up and you write. This is just proving what you're saying. Get up and write red car on a sheet of paper. Every line like red car, red car, red car, red and car. And you do that as soon car. as they woke up, right? Yep. You know what's amazing about that is you're kind of in hypnosis when you wake up at first. It's it's the most important part of your day. What so you're you, what activating, you feed, you're yep. reprogramming your brain. If you when you wake up, they recommend giving yourself a high five, uh, brushing your teeth with the opposite hand, and while you're doing it, think a different thought, like a happy thought, and this will reprogram your brain. And majority of people wake up and they grab their phone. Hundred percent. And I have been victim of a victim. Look at that. Did you see what just happened? Yep. Everybody, Guilty. everybody, see what just yep. happened. So I have been that guy, you know, many, oh, yeah. many, many times and even several days a week, I still do it. But when I am on point and I know what I like, cause going to bed with intention and when I mean intention is like, I'm going to go to bed at this time mm -hmm. and I'm not going to be on my phone. I'm not going to watch TV. I'm not going to do this, this or this. I'm going to bed at this time. I'm going to get up at this time. And when I get up, the moment I get up, I'm going to do this, 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 and this. And if you if you're being if you're being very intentional, like it's never going to be I'm going to wake up and grab my phone because how and I believe this 100. You're, you're there's a period when you wake up 
might be 20 minutes, it might be 40, I don't know which, but that's how you're going to program your day. 100%. So you wake up, and for me, when I have a good day, when I'm doing what I want to do, I wake up and I read. I have some 24-hour books and some recovery books, just single pages that I, I'll, I got three books, right. I'll read all three of those, it's yep. just one page, and that puts my mind in a positive world. Right. Mm-hmm. In a non-victim world. Right. Right. In a recovery world, in a positivity world. And, and when I do that, the rest of the day is amazing. Generally. Even when it's not, though. Like, OK. So no, yesterday, no, 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 no. Don't get me wrong. It's not that it's amazing, but my perspective on it is. Right. So yesterday. So what I do every morning is is I get up and I meditate. That's great. That's I meditate perfect. in the shower because it's more efficient, right? Because there's not a wrong way to it's, meditate. It's got to be efficient. Right. I, I just like, I'm like, at first it was it's like a perfect. time thing. I mean, I wake up early as hell. I got to get to work. I don't need an hour and a half. So I make it fit my day. Like there's not a right or wrong way to do this. It's about setting your intention in the morning. Uh, so what I do is I get in the shower. I shut off the light and I just let the water hit me and I meditate for about 10 minutes. I want to say that's probably the best time to meditate. It definitely is. Yes. Where I just I close my eyes, I breathe deep, I do the focus, and I just I tell myself that you know I pick my mantra for the day. My mantra is supposed to be my mantra, so I can't tell anybody about it. Gotcha. But it's like I, I'm saying. Hey, so my what's mood your mantra, day, right? <laughs> so, like yesterday, you know, I, I I woke up, did the same thing, I, I meditated, I got ready for the day, it was, got the day off of work, and you know, me and my wife were gonna get a lot of stuff done, right? And then it just felt like everything started falling apart. Go to the store, out of stock. Go to return something, there's a line out the door. Go to do this, not working. You know, go to get my car situated, and now it's more than I planned on. And it was like this after this after this. And normally, I'd just be like, well, it's a fucked up day. I'm going to play the victim. I'm just going to accept the day, right? Nope. Because I've set my intention differently. There you go. It's like this is not how today is going to work. I'm just going to find a way around this stuff. Or right, right through the middle of it. So I'm just going right. to find a different way to return that stuff. Uh, you know, I was like, screw it. You know, it cost me what I cost me for my car. It is what it is. And then when I went to go back and get my car, it was cheaper. And then yeah. when I went back to the store, everything was fine. And then when I started taking care of things, everything started falling back into place because I decided in the morning, I own the day. That's this awesome. is my day. And so although everything started to fall apart and typically when the victim falls into place and you just feel like now I'm going to just accept a bad the, the day. The rest of the day is screwed. Right. Right. Then right. It, of course it is because now your reticular activating system has been activated and all you're doing is looking for negativity and that's all you're going to see. I like that. Like but. bad shit happens to bad people. I'm not excusing anyone's problems. I'm simply going to say your neighbor has just as many fucking problems as you do. And so does the guy down the street. And so does Tom, Dick, and Harry, and Susie, and Frank, and everybody else. Like, everybody goes through hard shit. The world shits on everybody. It's how you look at it, right? It's whether or not you make a choice to a perspective. I'm going to make a choice. I'm going to allow this to hit me. I'm going to feel it. It's going to be uncomfortable, and it's going to suck. But if you want to know why anxiety gets worse in people, is because they run from all their problems. Mm. And when the brain is programmed to run from problems, it understands that that is its fix and it makes your anxiety worse. And that's the thing, being in addiction, being in the victim mindset your whole life, or just society as a whole with the, the, you know, I say kids and I'm talking, you know, 13 to 30, right? 13 Mm -hmm. to 30. Like it's just, they've been doing it so long. What we need to accomplish is for them to listen to this podcast, for them to listen to other podcasts where it talks about, like, you have the the ability to make the decision and then act on that decision. Right. You have the ability to change your perspective on everything in your life. It's, it's just up to you. Do you want to continue where you're at? Do you like, and this is a, probably a rhetorical question, and you guys out there have to ask yourself this question. Do I like being a victim? What good it, is it doing you? Is my, that's well, what I really want to know. Let's some people are so comfortable question, in it. But what, what is it actually doing it, for you? I think if anybody actually stepped out of themselves for a minute and looked at it and said, holy shit, this is not what I want. Like, I'm not getting nowhere in life. I'm not, I'm not making any gains. I'm not getting further in my career. I'm staying at the same deadbeat job that I've had for three years. I'm, bit, I'm bitching because I don't make enough money. I don't pay my bills. I'm broke on Saturday. You know, my relationship with my wife or my kids isn't good. All these different things. And all you have to do 
is take on a new... Because when you take on a perspective as I'm not being a victim anymore, and you start acting on that decision, like, you're going to get a better job. You're going to quit your job. Your boss treats you like shit, and you're going to get a new job. Right. Or you're going to work harder at the job that you're doing because you've gotten lazy because you're complacent in your victim mentality, and you're just going to, oh, this sucks. Instead of saying, oh, this sucks, you're going to say to yourself, how can I get better? Like, I'm accepting what is. What can I do to get better at this job, and I might get a raise. I might get a promotion. There's no might about it. You just set your intentions on this is the way it's going to be. I get paid for the value I add, not for the value I think I am. So if you want to start making more money, start adding more value to that company. You got to. And if, and if that and company if they don't does, see it, that's fine. Move on. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. If your company, if you're putting in everything and you're giving your all and you're working two times as much as you're getting paid and you do that for a period of time and your company doesn't see it and they don't appreciate it, it's time to quit. It's their problem. You got, you're in, now that you're doing this, you're, right. you're, you're realizing your value. Right. And you're feeling better about yourself, and they aren't appreciating your value. So now I can move on, and now I'll be better equipped when I do get that position, when I do get that job, when I finally take that risk. You're going to be worth it, and you're going to be doing better, and you're going to be you're going to do great. So we'll talk about why they get there, right? Because this was another thing that I've been listening to. It was super fascinating. Was fear, right? I'm I'm too afraid to quit my job because I got bills because I've got you know all these things and. And I said, to oh, him, I, I want you to hear that. Now I got to go to the bathroom. Iron to bathroom break. Oh, Iron Bean Coffee Company, straight so, out of Toledo, Ohio. We're, we talk about fear, and a lot of people say fear is just wanting to have a predictable, predictable outcome for something you haven't experienced yet. Okay. Like, I can't get another job because I won't get paid enough or it won't work. And so it, when you set that as your mindset, then you're absolutely right. But when you say to yourself, I'm going to build a plan. I'm going to get another job, and this is how. I'm going to stop buying fucking $500 tennis shoes, and I'm going to stop like buying all this shoes, dumb shit. When you can, go for it. If you yeah, like it, you yeah. like it. For me, these jeans, 12 bucks. My shoes, gift my wife. My shirt was like $9 on Amazon. Like, I don't care, because I got a different mindset. It's like, I know how good I feel. Like, does, I can make a $9 not, look, pair of jeans look like 100 Fucking fifty thousand dollars because I you carry can. myself like you that, can, right? Big dog for sure. Well, yeah, I mean, and that has nothing to do with your wealth or your your, your success because I, I again go back to Gary V. That dude dresses like a bum most times. Well, they used to say hey, smile because it adds facial value, right? That's the point. Yeah. Smile. It's it's a simple facial expression that will literally change your entire day. So we go back to fear, right? I'm afraid. Okay, you're afraid of what? What people think. Okay. What my parents will think. How do you know what they're going to think? Well, you you know, because that's what we do. We know. But do we know? Like, we, we no, absolutely. It's not the truth. We, no, it's not. But we absolutely know that what they're going to think and how they're going to feel about what we're doing. So again, we and, been, and the like, truth be told, ninety nine point nine percent of the time they ain't even thinking about you. Hundred percent of the time. Okay, I'll go hundred. Fuck it. Like seriously, like let's think about it. Like, like you, you say, I'm not going to go to the gym today. Nobody's because of, thinking about this you. reason, and I'm not going to do this because this person's going to. Th- no, it's not actually happening. They're limiting beliefs. We talked about this on the last podcast. Last podcast, and if you didn't listen, go back and listen. These limiting beliefs are things that aren't true. We want them to be true so fucking bad that we make them reality in our head. And when reality is what you're imagining, right? And the brain does not know the difference between imagination and reality. No, it don't. It has been scientifically proven. They've done this with people that play the piano. Uh, you've, you've been able to watch this with people that have like a stuttering problem. And then as soon as they start singing because they're imagining this greatness, their stutter goes away. This is the power of the brain. And they've shown people through studies that have been able to do this and actually get their stuttering to go away. So... We've got the power of the brain. We've got fear happening. But fear is just you're afraid of something that doesn't quite exist yet. You're afraid of your possibility, right? This isn't true. You don't know that it's true because it hasn't happened yet. You make it true because you make it happen. So 
I'm not going to get another job or I'm going to play the victim or, or whatever the case may be. Quit allowing victim, victim mindset people, negative people. People always got an excuse and a rationality as to why they are doing what they're doing and they're feeling and why they're not advancing in their life and why they're doing this and cheating and lying and stealing and ending up in jail and using drugs and alcohol and abusing people and, and, and being a violent person. When you have people like that in your life, it's just like you said a minute ago, it's something I use a lot. Show me your five friends and I will show you your future look around the people around you and see what they're doing with their life see if they're one of these because i swear i don't have any victim uh mine i don't know i, I need a name to call them <laughs> i need to label them something i don't have any of those people in my life right I, they're not i don't have any of those people in my circle um yeah i work with a lot of drug addicts and alcoholics who are in active addiction and and just early in recovery and sure they're like that but they're not in my circle. Yeah, but they're not in your circle because you're allowing them to be that. They're in your circle because you're trying to show them a better way. Yes. Like, right? We're trying to help Truth. the situation. So we need to stop allowing. It happened today at work. Like, I walk in and we were talking about the, the tornado. And, you know, somebody was on the news talking about the candle factory and that, you know, these people were were threatened to get fired if they left because the first warning didn't go off. And so now they're blaming the company. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Where were you going to go? Where was And it? why are we trying to find someone to blame for a God forsaken tornado? Like not even no God one, forsaken. <laughs> no one was <laughs> An in active God. That, yeah. Like no one was in control at that point. So what are like, it's done. Let's stop blaming someone for what's happening. Everybody's going through the same shit around you. You're not the only one, Tom, like get the fuck over yourself and let's find a solution not wallow in the shittiness. Like, it's horrible. I am very sorry that this happened to you. And if you would like to move to fucking Indiana and build your life over again, I'd be more than willing to help. Ooh. Hey, Tom, he's talking it's to you. It's simple as that. Like, Was his actual name, Tom? Or just... No, I don't, I don't really know because I wasn't paying attention to it because I don't have time for this blame game uh, bullshit. Like, you, it's no one's fault. Yeah. Like, if your manager was, if my manager told me there's a tornado outside and you're going to get fired if you're left, cool, bro. Have a good one. Deuces. I still get to make that choice. And it's it, not your fault that I stayed at work. You gave me an ultimatum. I chose to leave. And even if. Even no if, one has a fucking job anymore anyway, so what does it matter? I like the building's how, gone. I like how you put that, though. Like, where are they going to go? Even if you took that choice. Like, you're still going to be. <laughs> Uh, victim of the tornado. Right. You know, it's still going to hit you. It's still going to wipe out the Like, town. it was so massive. If you didn't literally drive to, like, fucking middle of Indiana or Michigan, you were screwed either way. Yeah. So, I understand, like, if you wanted to die at home and you just want to choose where you die and that's the reason, whatever. Like, the bottom line is you're not dead. That's why you're playing the blame game. And let's knock it off. Like, do you think your manager, if that happened, doesn't feel like shit for saying that? But that manager had pressure from possibly the owner or is just believing that we're not in danger because nothing had happened yet. The, the rumor is a tornado alarm went off. Nothing happened. The people wanted to leave. And they said, technically, you're safer in the building anyways. It was a massive building. They probably so, got fallout, uh, you know, a tornado shelter. And, right. Like, you know. technically, you're supposed to be safer in the building. So I don't believe the manager was just being a dick. Like, fuck you. We're all going to die here. That's just, that just sounds dumb to me. Uh, they all, all factories, all businesses have, right. have tornado protocol. Everybody has, yeah. has got their place. But instead, we're going to hop on the news. We're going to take our 15 minutes of fame. We're going to play the blame game. Now I'm going to play victim because the media is going to give me some fucking attention for it. Well, fuck you. I don't have time for it. If you look up the media and you look, you trace back who the owners of these uh, media companies are, they're all owned by the same people. All besides maybe Fox. I'm not really sure about Fox. Well, here, they understand one thing. People are attracted to sex and negativity. Well, So they, you take the biggest that. forms of that yeah. and you make it mainstream and they get their advertising dollars because everybody's going to tune the fuck in because they're a victim too and now the media says it. So now I've got an excuse too because fucking MSNBC or CNN or... I don't even care if it's like, I'm not, I'm not labeling Fox news has done it. Sometimes I'm like, Whoa, dude, you guys are jumping on the bandwagon. What the hell's going on? They kind of jump like, back and forth, don't they? What the hell's going on? The bottom line is I don't stand for it anywhere. Yeah. Right. I watch the news for fucking weather when I have to, so that I can understand what to do with my next day. Cause we live in a state that is bipolar as fuck. So no, listen, it's, it's all about divide and conquer. And the biggest, the biggest epidemic is the media. 
they have used their power, and it's an extreme amount of power, to divide and conquer. Because what happens? What happens if we're all connected? What happens if we're all on the same page, us as a society? We will start looking at the real, real culprit. We will start looking at the real enemy. And the real enemy isn't us. They know that if we're all united, we will start looking at the real enemies and we will overthrow a lot of the shit that's going on in the White House. And the, but know. united we stand used to be America's motto. We the people. Like, united we stand. This is what we're going to do. We're going to stand up for America, for our belief system. That's you want to talk about freedom? People they bitch about their that. freedoms here. You know, they still literally kill people by gunfire because it's fun in other countries. Like, I don't think they people understand caning. how they well have they caning. have it here. They have caning in other countries. They have, if you steal something, they cut off your arm. Yeah, like, That's, don't talk about how bad they it is. They steal two things, they cut off somewhere. both your arms. Right. I love America because I... I I know people from other countries, and I see the real shit. You know, I know people from Australia and Canada, and I see what's going on. In this country, uh, part of the narrative is of this new regime is I don't believe in socialism. I Not only do I not believe in it, I know it fails. I know it's horrible. I know what it does to society. I know what it does to the everyday person, right? We, 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 the narrative of socialism is you get free health care. You get free college, you get free this, you get free housing, you get free, 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 free. Sounds great. Nothing's fucking free. No, it sounds wonderful, but if we... There's a if price. We, if we look at history, like, that's how America was first founded. It was socialist. And what ended up, it didn't work. Why didn't it work? Because you had three people, 3,000, 3 million, whatever. You had three people working their asses off while everyone had the same amount of bread. Whatever, right? And you have the rest of the people just sitting on their asses all day and getting the same amount as somebody over here is busting their ass, building a building, uh, making a dam. I don't know what they did back there. Building a state. And you got other people over here sitting on But it doesn't work and it didn't work. You go to, if you believe in, if you think socialism, socialism is a good thing, go to a country that's socialist. Go to Europe. Go to Australia or Canada right now and try to get your free health care. Because I promise you, you're going to hate it. I, you know, go try to get free rehabs. If you're in drug and alcohol and you need, you happen to be addicted, you happen to get addicted to drugs and alcohol and you want to get into a rehab, guess what? You got about a nine month wait. Absolutely. You know, you want to get, you got a major surgery, you got a, your heart's going bad. Guess what? You got to wait about a year yep. to get a surgery there. And, and, and it happens to be free, but they don't push that. They don't tell people that. And you want free college. Guess what? You want minimum wage to be at $17 an hour. Guess what? Economics 101 says if minimum wage is $17 an hour, then your milk is six and your gas is where it's at now and where it's going to be $5 a gallon. Come on, man. Everybody is, and, and what the narrative of the media are pushing are these great things. We're going to do this with the healthcare, government, government healthcare, and this and that, man. They don't do a little research, go to and see what the actual, you know, what, what it's going to cause, how much hardship and troubles and pro. Because I promise you, in Australia and Canada, everything is so ridiculously priced because of $17 an hour minimum wage. And because of people living off the government, because of free health care. It's not fucking free. And then it's Canada, free. like Canada's not a bad country, but <laughs> when you think about, and I know people up there, they will fly down here to get surgeries done because they can't get it done. That like, have, literally, you can Google this. Chris Bumstead is a bodybuilder that had to come down here for a hernia operation because he couldn't get it done up there. Because he what? Had a six months? Yeah, it was months? like a ridiculous weight and it was detrimental to his health. And so we're talking about hernia operation. I've had five, four of them, something like that. Like, well, let me ask you, if you're living in a socialist country, are you going to go to college for 10 years and become a doctor and make $20 an hour? Well, fuck it. I'll test it. Test us amongst your own friends. If you believe in socialism, right, I want you to take 10 of your come best friends. It. I want you to test this whole fucking theory. I want you to find 10 of your friends. Do you have together. 10 friends? Do you have 10 friends? 10 friends. If you get got 10 if you of your friends, no, let's, friends. Let's try this for a second. Let's take 10 of your friends. <laughs> all of you pitch in to do something like build a car, right? And let's see how far you get before you guys start fighting. I mean, fuck it. You can build a cake. I don't give a shit what you're building. Let's see who actually jumps in and works hard. And let's see who doesn't. 
And then we'll see who gets the reward, and we'll see how much resentment gets built real well, the, fucking fast for the people that sat back and then got to eat their fucking cake, and the people that worked their asses off and now want to slap the shit out of their so-called friends. Like, take your own fucking friends. And we're talking, I bet 10 of you can't fucking do something hard together and actually get through it without building some resentment. And you want a whole fucking country of millions to do this? Are what you about the, out of your about mind? That test she was just talking about. With it the, was a teacher that did it. So the she, teacher she, yeah. did an experiment where we're going to grade it based on socialism. So I'm going to give everybody the same test. Everybody the same test. And then everybody's going to end up getting the same average score, right? Average score. Average score. Yep. So they took the score. It ended up averaging well, out they to took, be, They took one test, the first yeah. test. Yep. So a bunch of kids that studied. They, and they, you had a, you had, let's just say half the kids studied. He didn't say how it was going to work. It was like, I'm gonna, we're going to do this the socialist way. I'm going to give you a test. And that's all he said. Or mm-hmm. she. I, I'm not sure if it was a boy or a girl. And the test was given out. And there were people that studied real hard thinking that they were going to help this whole experiment work out. And then there were people that were like, I'm not on board. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, right. So the average was a C and the teacher explained why. So then so they the, gave another test. What, what did the teacher explain though? I believe so based te- on the people that, that didn't try very hard, but they still got a C, they basically did nothing. So they filled the out te- like three of the questions. The, they got a total failing grade. The teacher explained... That it's a C because X amount of people. Not saying who, didn't say anything no, about it. Just, just X this amount is what happened, right? X amount of people right. didn't do anything. And uh, this amount of people got, let's just say they got A pluses. Right. right? So we average a C. Now we're going to do it again. We'll do it one more time. I'm going to give you another test. After explaining it, took another test. Test came back. D minus. Average D minus. Average D minus, which means less people tried again because they understood they didn't really have to, and they thought they were going to get a C. Right. They thought, oh, the people that were working hard are still going to hold me up, and I can now fucking do less because, hey, it was a C last time, so maybe that'll work. And not only that, you got the the people that were studied their ass off and still got a C when they normally should have got an A+. Now they tried less. Why why am I going to keep trying? Why am I going to work for everybody else? And, And then they got a D minus. So they did it a third time. Imagine. And everybody failed. Imagine that on a, on, a, on a large scale, what that is. So that's socialism in a, in a, in a nutshell. In a nutshell, right yeah. Like yeah. You, you, some of you were still going to have to go to work because fucking lights still got to stay on. And people were talking about customer support, out the fucking window. Quality of anything, out the fucking it's window. It's already getting shit, like, is my opinion. You are going to go back to barbaric times where you might as well start hunting for your own food, get a fucking well in the ground if you can have the land do that, and start knitting your own clothes together and chopping down trees because it's the only way you're going to live halfway decent. Well, what they're doing, and you see this in Australia, is it's the majority of people are, you know, unemployed. Mm-hmm. There's not any jobs out there. They're unemployed because... They can live off the government, which I think is the the number one narrative of the people who run the world is the fact that they want everybody dependent upon them. And they don't want you to thrive and become part of the, you know, they don't want you to be wealthy and and start your own businesses and, you know, and fly to the moon. They don't want you to do that. So they're going to figure out a way to sell this beautiful product of you guys don't have to do this. We can push this. You can have free healthcare, free education. You don't, we need to push $17 an hour. Oh, wait, now we're not talking about pushing this, but if you had to lose your job because of COVID, now we're going to give you all this money. You are now making more money, not working and getting the unemployment COVID benefits, whatever they called it. So now you're making double what you made when you were working. So why the hell would you go back to work? Well, let's talk about China. So they had a system till recently, supposedly. I, I don't believe that. I believe that they got caught, and now that they're getting pressure, that they're saying it's gone. But it's called the 996. You work from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. six days a week. Okay, all right. That is what you have to do in that country to be able to survive. Don't do it, and may God be with you, even though I don't. Think God exists over there. Right. So he, he, don't, he don't even want to go there. He, he don't like working them hours. 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., <laughs> six days a week to barely make it. It got a lot of attention. And recently, according to Google, which I'm not sure if they're on board with this or not, um, said that it recently in September 9th of 2021 was banned as a law. Eh. I, I, I don't believe they can ban anything. Like there's, there's still a lot of businesses are going to do this because they, 
are just going to find another way around it. And yet we order a shit ton of stuff from them. Do we? Oh, yeah. Is this microphone made in China? Like, America supports it because it's economically friendly to us. Right. They don't even understand, like, Nike. China. Mm-hmm. Those fucking $500 shoes that cost them about 12 bucks. If that, 12 cents, probably. Some of those shoes are 10 grand because they're limited production, and everybody jumps on board not understanding that somebody bled for those things. And... What I'm going to say is, if you are willing to go buy those fucking shoes and you're not willing to go over there and try it yourself, go fuck yourself. <laughs> not you. Not you. You. Yes, you. Not, Whoever is not listening you. to this that believes that it's okay to <laughs> go you. do this kind of shit and think that it's okay, <laughs> you're the fucking victim again, and you're going to say, well, poor me. Don't be mad at me because I make enough money. Well, it's not even they're making money. They're, they're getting the unemployment. <laughs> but here's the thing. It's like, if... If you make that much fucking money, you want to know what the greatest feeling in the world is? To give it away. Like the point of this podcast and the reason they that are I'm doing this away. and the They're reason why the, the, the point I want to make a business out of this and, and make, it, it make it go to the excess of, of financial determination is not so I can live a well. I, I live fine. I'm perfectly fine where I'm at. I've had fucking Lamborghinis. I've had nice cars. I've had Mercedes. They didn't do nothing but cause me problems. I drive a nice fucking Kia. I'm super happy with it. And like, I make it nice because I believe it. It doesn't have to cost $100,000. So what my point to this is, and and what I, you're enjoying your life. (laughs) I'm a victim right now. You paid what you had to for that thing. No, I'm just playing. Right? I'm just playing. Forget about it. And it's justified. But my point is, is that you can take the money. Like what we're doing right now. We're taking money that we have to work for right. and we're investing it into something in the hopes that we may affect some people. That we're going to affect someone's life. Yes. In a, in a and then the financial way. gain to that will be affecting more lives. Like I want to help open more recovery centers and, and change therapy and change the way that people view things and, and change laws if we have to because... The way that America is doing shit right now with come see me, tell me your fucking problems, I'm going to give you a medication for it, and that'll fix your problems is the dumbest shit I've ever heard because the majority of your problems don't need a fucking medication for it unless you're diabetic or you have like a liver disease or severe cancer. Other than that, if you don't understand that your brain is fucking powerful enough to fix most of your problems and you're an idiot... And you need to wake the fuck up. Again, we are not medical doctors. and we Yeah, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> I've just had a million of them tell me there's a million fucking things wrong with I, me, and there's not. I get it, man. You know, big pharma does not cure problems, man. You know, because they're going to lose a customer. So if you keep that in mind, like, big pharma is not out here to, try to, to help you. And they're not, you know, if you look at the narrative, if you look at what they did to the opioid ep- epidemic and how they caused the opioid epidemic, it, look at why they did it and how they did it. Watch the movie. What was the show called? Um, Dope Sick. Dope Sick. Yep. Watch that show, man. And, yeah. and, and that that show, I know to be a fact because I've done a lot of reading on it. I've done a lot of research. I wouldn't call it research. I've done a lot of reading on, on that particular uh, company and, and big pharma and what they did. And that's 100% accurate what they did and how they did it and why they did it. They had no, did not care a single bit. They knew that what they were doing, they knew that the drug that they were putting out there, Oxycontin, was highly addictive. They knew that it was killing people and they did not care. So let's get into the solution for a minute because I want every podcast to have a solution. solution. So here's my point. If you have a fucking heart attack and you go get your heart scanned and you think you got a fucking head problem and you don't go get a head scan, something's off. Something is definitely off. We have a COVID test. We have tests for everything, including your brain, right? It's called a SPECT scan. They're about $1,300, but you'll go spend five grand on therapy for a doctor to guess your problems and give you 10 grand worth of medication. But you won't spend $1,300 and therapy I'm good with. It's more the psychologist or psychiatrist or whoever's giving you the medication without actually spending time with you and actually getting to the core of before I give you medication, I want you to try these things. I want you to meditate every morning. I want you to change the neural pathways in your brain because I believe in you and I believe that you're strong enough to do it. I want to say too that I, I am for short-term medication 
on a lot of things. Absolutely. Yeah. Everything I've, has I've, its place. I've needed as a medication. Bridge. You know, yes. I've needed medication before. Yep. I, I've needed uh, things before. But I, I'm kind of like you, man. I, I think that, you know, that bridge that you just spoke of, I think it's... I think a lot of people need it, and I think it's very helpful in a lot of ways. And I know it's helped me in the past, um, but long term, I'm I'm with you, man. Mindset is everything, and I feel like if you're in the right mindset, you can get through anything. Well, let's look at it. And, and the I fact, think a lot of people here, hold on, though. Like this is this is important too because, like, if you are like I I I was on Wellbutrin for and and still am, but recently I'm thinking about getting off. Because I don't know why I still take it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people get stuck in that. Like, I know that where I'm at today in my life and, and, and you know, everything in my life, I, I know right now in this moment that I don't need it. Mm-hmm. But I still take it every day. Right. You know why? I don't know why. But I know I've been thinking about the last couple of days. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wean myself off of it. Yep. You know? Because I absolutely don't need it. I've been taking it for a long period of time where I, the long time that I haven't needed it. So... Uh, do I think it, it was, it served its purpose? Yes, absolutely. But I think a lot of people get stuck in that and they don't know why they take certain medications because the doctor told them they had to at this certain time. So right. Yes. I'm going to make you a victim. Yeah. I'm going to tell you you're depressed. I'm going to justify it by giving you medication. We've now made the problem worse. You just, you know, and that's, we as addicts and alcoholics, we go into doctors, we go into psychologists and we, we, we want an answer. Mm-hmm. And you just told me I'm depressed. And now I'm going to give you a medication that if you listen to the fucking commercial, if you give me a medication for depression and the side effects are suicide, something's fucking wrong. Like, (laughs) if you don't understand what the fuck is wrong here, then clearly you're missing everything that Big Pharma is doing. I do believe that medication has its purpose. I, I firmly believe that. I believe everything in life has its purpose. I'm not against the medication, but build a plan. Let's talk about it in a business level. Let's treat your mental health like a business for a second and see if this helps people understand it. So if I come to you and I say, I want to build a business, right? Just like I want to not feel anxious anymore. I know I want to not feel depressed anymore. Let's, let's, let's take those two forms that's turned into business. And you could say, okay, I'm going to throw a bunch of money at you, medication. Well... I'm going to throw a bunch of, hold on, I'm going to throw a bunch of money at you, a.k.a. medication, and this is going to fix your problem. Right. You got then, no fucking plan story. at all. End of story. You got no plan at all. So. Here's a bunch of money. This is how businesses get started. I don't care about your plan. Rather than, I'm going to say, let's, let, let's, let's dive into researching the business first, right? I'm going to get let's your mind in the right place. Right. I'm going to research the business, a.k.a. let's see if we can't get you out of this depression the right way at first let's try to re-trigger the mind let's meditate let's think positive thoughts let's do different things that are very common let's like give yourself you a your, fucking high five every morning let's get you out of your situation whatever's causing your problems at home and then let's understand the actual problem i have severe anxiety did you know that anxiety and excitement are so similar in the brain that, I, I know that, for that it's, it's insane that you actually feel the same rush of adrenaline when you get chemical. excited yeah so what people do is they frame the anxiety as a problem rather than them understanding it's your body saying, hey, wake up for a second. Something feels a little strange and you need to frame it. Either you can frame it as bad and play the victim or you can frame it as, okay, I need to pay attention for a second. What's wrong? That's trending right now too. Everybody has anxiety, right? Everybody has. Sure. Mis- <laughs> you know what I mean? I get anxious everybody. every fucking day. Everybody has. Well, you know, in the victim mindset is I have anxiety oh shit, I, I don't want to do that or I need medication or I have anxiety so I can't do these certain things. I can't take a chance and take a risk and quit my job and, and go see this person and go meet this person I see over here sitting you know, that I want to talk to or I can't do these things because the doctor told me I have anxiety. I was having like a, a, a panic attack the other day at work. I didn't even realize it, right? All of a sudden one of my coworkers was like, dude, you're talking real fast and you're kind of sweating. Are you okay? And it took me a minute to even realize that I was like having a like an excitement reaction to something that was going on because I used to have really bad anxiety, like debilitating throw up, thought I was going to die, breathing in a paper bag, need to take Xanax type of anxiety, gotcha. right? And so I've now reframed my body to not process the same way where even when I'm having one, now I don't even realize it's happening because I'm embracing 
the excitement and I'm allowing it to fuel me. Mm. I said, you're not going to fucking own me, anxiety. Love it. You're not going to own me. This is an adrenaline rush and that's what I'm now going to reframe this as. So label. Sometimes I don't even notice it. It's just language. We're just putting names on shit. Just labeling it a different, more, anything that you're labeled as, you can label it. You can allow somebody else to label you, which nine times out of ten is going to be a negative label. Or you can label yourself just like you. You can turn your your anxiety into an adrenaline rush. Right. A different label and a positive spin. So going back to this this, this, this business ownership. slash medication. So now, now if you're going to go into business, you're now going to analyze the data. You're going to build a plan. You're going to analyze it, a.k.a. you should go get your head scanned. Mm. Let's see if something's actually wrong with you. Let them actually look at your brain and look for dark spots and, and other function. things and, and lack of oxygen. People can do, uh, what are they, oxy- hyperbaric chambers. Yeah. Those things are fucking amazing. I, I always wanted to do one. Those things are amazing, right? So you'll go invest all this money into therapy, but you won't go invest into actually fixing the problem. And again, I am pro-therapy. I've been through therapy. I learned a shit ton about communication and understanding people and, and all kinds of also things Also under, understanding your trauma and being aware of it. And, and being able to process. Process and, and, and developing new uh, you know coping mechanisms and how to be aware of when it's happening and stuff, just like you being aware of a panic attack as it's happening. These are That's therapy. Now, uh, I am, I'm, of course, I'm pro-therapy. I'm, I work in treatment. Yep. But not, you know, the therapy, don't get the two mixed up. Right. Medication and therapy. Right. Two different things. That's what I mean is, is if you want a quick fix to everything, then you're going to get a quick fix to death. Mm. Or because just, you're basically or just dead a life, at that point. Or just like, a life miserable and, and that's what, that's what I'm saying. You might as well be dead at that point yeah. because you're not getting anywhere. You know, worrying is like a rocking chair. It'll give you something to do, but you're not fucking going anywhere. <laughs> like a clock on a wall. Right. Always moving, but never going anywhere. Right. right? So... So we're now reframing this. We're, we're getting into the point where now if you're really that serious about what's going on in your head, you should go get it checked. Like actually get your head checked. Don't just talk to somebody about your narrative of what's wrong because your narrative is clearly fucked up. Gotcha. Because it's been trained that way for many, 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 many years and that is okay. That is not your fault. You didn't understand. Now that you do, let's take control. Well, not, not, not so much now that you understand. Was now that you see that there's a problem. Right now, now, and that's what I mean by understand. You're yeah. aware of it, right? Now, it's just now, like a, it's just like addiction. My, the first step is admitting you have a problem. Now it's come up with a treatment plan, and admitting you have a problem doesn't make you a fucking victim. Right? It means you just got a little bit smarter. Mm-hmm. So let's reframe the reality of now. You're not a victim. Now we're just getting a little smarter. Okay. So now that we've gotten a little smarter, what are we going to do about it? Now we're going to keep moving forward because whether you like it or not, the world rotates. It's always moving forward and you got to go with it. If not, you might as well just be moving backwards because it's what you're actually doing. And moving forward requires a plan and a goals. Right. So now let's, let's, let's try simple things, right? Before we dive deep into playing victim, let's try meditating. Let's try reframing the brain. You can give yourself a high five every morning. This is, these are simple little things to change the way that you're feeling about yourself because what happens when you get a high five, right? And this has been scientifically proven too. Do it, Chris. Do a high five. Like, in the mirror, motherfucker. (laughs) Right? Like, wake up in the mirror and give yourself a high five. Celebrate yourself because you woke the fuck up. Nobody celebrates anything anymore. Mm. It's depressing and ridiculous and you wonder why we're all fucking depressed i am so fucking happy when i wake up it pisses my wife off sometimes <laughs> and she wakes up happy too don't get me wrong but like yeah. i am fucking ready uh, to go i can see him just like on the edge of the bed hey baby let's but go like, what are we doing today huh I'm i wake up huh? with fucking intention right <laughs> gotcha this is my life i get this day one fucking time yeah, and one, i'm gonna make the time. best of it and tomorrow i'm just gonna be one percent better there you go that's it Perfect. I don't have these crazy aspirations. I have a goal, though. I have a plan. And if you don't have a slow, progressive, moving plan, you'll never get to greatness. Let's talk about what's what's in this with, I think, the, the narrative of this is a lot to do with mindset, right? And it's also 100%. a lot to do with intention. And I think if you guys could practice, you guys could start very simply tonight. Very simply tonight, and this is something that I had to do in early recovery, not had to, I got to do in early recovery, and it changed my life forever, and it's something I still continue to do today, seven years later. Go to get Before you go to bed, this is important because I feel like going to bed with intention mm-hmm. means that you're waking up with intention. Absolutely. You have a plan. Yep. So before you go to bed, you write down a list. Yep. A list so simple 
and so frivolous as to I'm getting up at 6 a.m. So let's, let's put a number on that. Six, five things. Let's just start there. Right, start small. Write down things. five things with intention. And they don't have to be so specific that now you're overthinking it. Just the first five fucking I, things I read. that are positive. First thing I do, I wake up, I get a cup of coffee. Right. It could be it could be so simple as that. I'm right. going. I'm first off, first thing intentionally that you don't do is grab your phone for the next thirty minutes. Unless you minutes. need to turn your alarm off, like I have to look at my phone to shut the damn thing up because my wife will. <laughs> I choke don't. Me I, don't I don't even have to look at it. I push the button and don't see it. Oh, see, I make my alarm like. In the bathroom. <laughs> gotcha. So that I have to get up out of bed and that is changed because people do this quick snooze thing and then they're like, oh, well, I'm still laying here two more minutes. The next thing you know, you're late to work. And then now you're playing the victim. I my alarm went off and it didn't go off. And how many times, how many times, how many times have you said that? Right. While running late. Yep. How many times do we say that every week? I'm running behind. I didn't get to do this. I didn't get to do that. I'd rush out, grab my coffee, throw on some clothes. I jump didn't get shower. to. No, I you chose not to, you motherfucker. You chose to hit that. And, and Mel Mel Robbins, I think is her name. Oh, yeah. I love her. She talks about the, the five-second rule. Yep. Right? You five, four, three, two, one. Five, four, three, two, one. And yep. I, think, I think that changed my life when I learned about that. If you don't know what that is, uh, in the Look morning. Look her up, definitely. Yeah. Just, I'm not going to go through the five. But yeah. the, the narrative of this is intention. So we're going to go to bed with intention tonight. Yep. You guys are going to write a list of five things that you want to do first thing when you wake up in the morning. Get coffee. Brush your teeth. I don't care. Read. Find a book. Find a 24-hour-a-day book and read it. Do some meditation. Yep. Jump, in the, jump in the shower could be number four. There's no wrong way to meditate. Meditation is about making... Five, it could be a, five. Gonna, it could be three minutes. Let's frame the meditation real quick. This is the point of meditation. You're going to take control of your mind, of right? Of your thoughts. You're going to calm your body down and you're going to set your mind at ease and you're going to tell yourself your intentions for the day. This is called taking control. You're going to sit down or stand up in the shower. You're going to listen to me. I'll feed you when we're done. But like a dog, you're going to take control of your mind. Mm. Sit down, listen to me, and when we're done, you can do what you want to. Mm. That's what you do with meditation. You take control. Five things. I want everybody to write their list. And if you want, if you would like to share your list down there. Absolutely. Comment let, down below. Yeah, let other people see your list and then let us know how you did or so if you gonna, didn't do, if you didn't complete it. I say five is very obtainable and very easy to do, and I think you guys could do it. Simple things. So we're gonna. I'm, I'm going to wake up at 6 a.m. I'm going to set my alarm. I'm going to do it. Boom. You've got a plan, right? Then you're going to wake up, and you're going to do those things. Yep. Right? So this is, this, is, this is the point to reframing the brain. We're going to wake up. We're going to do those things. Now, if you want to take another step, now when you wake up, write down three more things that you're going to do that day. Well, let's get... Let's, let's, let's. No, hold on. They, I'm not, people can get fucking challenged. They're listening to this shit for a reason. You're listening to this shit and you're attracted to us. I just us. feel like everybody's... No, yeah, fuck it. We're going to keep it simple for no, you. No, fuck simple. If you want simple, go listen to fucking simple podcast. We're going to challenge you here. This is hard. We talk hard, not about fucking baby steps. You want to make movement? Let's make movement. Five things. I'm not asking you guys to fucking Action. start a business tomorrow. I'm talking although, to you. Although you could. You're going to make a simple list. It took about 30 seconds. You're going to wake up and you're going to reactivate that list, right? All right. So you're going to wake up in the morning at 6 a.m. or whatever time you set for yourself. You're yep. going to you're going to read. You're going to do your reading. Yep. You're going to jump in the shower. Right. You're going to you're going to get your coffee. You're going to get your coffee. You're going to jump in the shower. You're going to meditate. Those are five things you just accomplished. Some great shit. Right. In 20 minutes of you being awake. So here, then and I'll make that's it simple. Gonna set you going. That's going to keep you positive. Then I'll make it simple. During that meditation, you're going to give yourself three positive thoughts. Ooh. I want to be happy. I want to be healthy. I want to be free. How about I am I'm going to take over. I am healthy. You know, I am free. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to do good at work today. I'm going to love my wife more today or my husband more today. I'm going to be present for my children today. I don't care what the three are. While you're meditating, set three intentions. Okay. Okay. At the end of the day, I want you to audit yourself. We call this a, a 10th step. And you're auditing yourself and it's okay to fail. I write down things every day. I fail a lot of them. So that's okay. I'm aware of them and they keep, this is, this is what's activating your reticular activating system. It's allowing you to stay focused on your goal by auditing them, becoming aware of them. Don't punish yourself for them. You're not perfect. You're not supposed to be. You're supposed to be striving for better. So you audit yourself. I call it an inventory. Yep. Or yeah. inventory yourself. Yep. And then set your new intentions. Make this a habit of something you do every day. We'll start simple. 
we'll make this the way that this works. It's funny. I'm actually going to show you something. I'm going to show the audience. So I'm going to I'm going to bust open my uh. What does this say right here? Is the is the title? I can't read. I got. I need my glasses. Stop holding yourself back get, and get inspired to go after what you want. Mel Robbins. <laughs> okay. All right. I had never heard you say that name before. That's true. This is the power of the brain. First one on his list. I have been so focused on all of these things that they are happening in my life around others because I'm attracting these things. Like attracts like. So focus on the good. Accept the bad. Just don't focus on it. It's so true. Like you, you literally can manifest anything. Every- Everything absolutely everyone in your life. Yep. You put this out, you focus on good, you put good out, you try your best, you do the next right thing, and I promise you those people will come into your life. Right. You it, it it's just it, it goes back into the biblical days, guys. It's it's everything. Anything you put out into the universe, I promise you. It's going to come back. You like attracts like you're and that a negative. Goes the same you're, for the fucking victim. So does. if you play the victim, that is all you're going to get. And that's get. what I said earlier. Like I don't have any of those people in my life. Right. I don't have those people in my life. First off, I don't want to be around that. Second off, they don't want to be around me because I'm going to tell them that how they're going to tell me. And I'm only interested in hearing your problem one time. After that, we're going to work on the solutions. Right. If you're not down with dealing with the solutions and you want to live in that problem, you're not going to be in my circle. You're so not going to be in my life because you drag me down. So lastly, cut the fat. What? Cut the fucking fat. Like if I you have friends that are being negative and you're like, oh, but they're my best fucking friends. No, they're not. If those are your best fucking friends and you need some new friends. I'm telling you right now, okay? if, you're, if your circle, the people around you, the five people that we talked about earlier, if they don't inspire you, they don't push you, they don't hold you accountable, then you don't have a circle, you have a cage. And I, I believe that f- above anything. I don't want anybody to follow me to the mountaintop. I want you running right fucking next to me or get left behind. <laughs> <laughs> right. I Period. I, I need people like that in my life. I, you're, you're either going to, I'm going to be, I, I swear to God, you hang out with millionaires, you're going to become a millionaire one day. Right. You hang out with people who are into shoes, like you talked about earlier, mm-hmm. you're eventually going to like shoes. And, you know, it's I, because it's what I, you're I got, focused look, on. Look at my mugs, my right. mugs. I, I, I collect denim pottery. You know what I mean? Yep. I, coffee mugs from Iron Bean Coffee and yep. Death Wish Coffee. Uh, and I, you know, when I started doing that, it's because I got around somebody who was doing it. And next thing you know, I'm on this community. I got, I'm a whole community of people who do coffee mugs. You know what I mean? And so it, it just, whatever you put out and the things that you're putting out and you're thinking about and you're, you're focused on, mainly the things that you focus on are going to attract to you. Because they were always period. there. Period. They were always it's just there. like the heart. Right. The heart was always at that little rock in the ground. You'll right, find them right. all over your fucking house. You've stepped on them a million fucking times. <laughs> they were always. Don't there. understand this. Try it. And I guarantee, if you go home and you write "red car" on your in your morning at seven a.m. "red car, red car, You'll red see car, them red fucking car," everywhere. Trust you. Trust me. Those cars were always there. You just see them. You're aware of them. You focusing on them. And it's just like with anything else. If you want to see bad, you're going to see the bad. If you want to see the good, you're going to see the good. So let's reframe the brain. This is where we're at. We're going to get into this more. We're going to talk about this more. We're going to keep doing this until people fucking get it. Because I'm not going to stop until everybody fucking listens. So if you've got a friend that's not listening, share this with them.